Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for giving this podcast episode a listen. I'm so grateful and glad that you are listening to this, and I hope that it encourages you and blesses you. And I had a different idea going forward, but as 2020 has rolled on, there's been a lot of like, oh, no, let's go this way. No, let's go this way. And God has been changing his mind and what he tells me to say or what he tells me to do. And so I've been just kind of listening to him. And over the last couple weeks, maybe a month, I've been really tuning in to some things that are going on around and in the world and all of the different things that are creating noise. And so I don't know about you, but I'm worn out from it. I'm just kind of tired. I'm drained, but not in the way that you might think. You know, I'm not worn out physically. I'm not worn out because I'm working 80 hours or not getting any sleep at night or all of that kind of stuff. I'm not worn out in that way. I'm worn out not because, it, you know, emotionally or like anything like that. I'm not like affected in that way. I'm just worn out and I'm just tired of all the noise. The noise of politics, the noise of COVID-19, the noise of are the kids going back to school or are they not or how is it going to look and what's this and what's that and who really knows anything. I'm worn out and just tired of it all. And maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you are in the same boat I am. You're just kind of tired of hearing it all. You just wish like everything would be lifted. Everything would resume in what kind of normalcy that we've had in the past. But check out the series after at thepointoffocus.com for a little bit more on my thoughts with that and what God has told me about that in the past. But in past election years, you know, I've normally not let the the noise of politics infiltrate my being or infiltrate my life or become too loud. If they do, you know, I keep a what would one consider like a, a knowledgeable like look at it like I don't know everything and I'm not trying to know everything and I don't know what this guy said versus what this guy said or this senator said and that's like I don't get into all of it like I I know enough I keep enough to know kind of what's going on but for some reason this year you can't help but let it in there's just so much of it. And in reality, it has been that way for the last several years. Just everywhere you turn, it's lighting up on social media, the news, the media, any outlet, any place, anywhere. Like it's Donald Trump did this. Joe Biden said this. Kamala Harris disagreed with that. And Donald Trump is a big fat buffoon and all of these things. And it's just everywhere. And it's hard to keep it out. Like I said, all over the news, all over social media, in work conversations, in conversations at Walmart, as you walk by somebody, you can hear them talking about 
Nancy Pelosi said this about Donald Trump and Donald Trump called her a crazy old lady and like all of this stuff and you just hear it. It's everywhere. The noise of politics. Like I said, headlines all over the place about one party calling the other party stupid and a bunch of idiots and they don't know what they're doing and this administration that and this administration this. And if it continues, the world is going to melt down into absolutely nothing. This big ball of lava is going to hit the earth if this party gets elected. And then the president's party turns around and says the same thing back to them and how they're a bunch of idiots. And if they get elected, it's not going to, the world is going to melt down. And then you've got, you know, just all of that, just all of it. Back and forth, back and forth for the last four years. Then there's always COVID-19 news. Cases are going up. Cases are leveling out. This is happening for this. We opened this back up and cases spiked. And now it's this person's fault. And now it's this fault. And if we'd have just done it this way and all of this stuff like that. And it's just absolutely noisy on and on and on and on. Then the struggle of school for the kids and us. Not just us. Yeah, it's a struggle for us. But can you imagine how it is on our kids? Just the struggle of it are they going back to school like ever like are they going back to school the way that we know school are they going back into a classroom without a screen being taught with books and papers and pens and pencils and actually being taught by somebody in the front of the room who writes on a chalkboard or a whiteboard whatever they're using in the classroom at the particular school your kid goes to are they ever going to do that are they going to go back to actually doing something that's not via a screen when will it be how will it be what will it look like will it be hybrid will it be in person what does it mean to do that well, I have a choice. Is it going to be in-person or e-learning? Can I still choose? I, I'm not feeling comfortable with my kids going back to school just yet. All of the, the sanitation things for the, every school, the kids are fatigued from doing e-learning and, and in a way kind of teaching themselves. And parents are struggling with teaching themselves because of all the new models and everything that's going on, right? And we get all of this. Cause, and then we see our kids struggling and they're upset. And it's just like all of this stuff all together. I'm just worn out from it. We are all just worn out from it. We just wish that everything would go back to some kind of normal. We already know, and like I said in the series after I talked about, we already know it's going to look different. That the normal that once was is not going to be in the future. That this pandemic has lit a new way of things. And what that looks like, we don't know just yet. But then I remembered something. I remembered that, that politics are not in control. Politicians are not in control. That, that this COVID stuff isn't in control. That Jesus is in control. And I remembered some of the words that Jesus said, and these words aren't new to me, but maybe they're new to you, or maybe they're not. And maybe like me, I'm going to remind you, just like Jesus reminded me. And I got this gentle reminder. And the words here in Matthew chapter 11 say, 
Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And there's a lot in that verse, and we could spend a whole lot of time just on the few things in this verse, in these verses. But did you catch, like, are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. And that's not me telling you. That's Jesus saying, I'll show you how to rest. I'll show you how to live freely and lightly. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me if you're tired. Come to me if you don't know what to do next. Come to me if you're worn out from it all. Come to me and I will help you rest. Jesus knew that his disciples had a lot on their mind. Okay. And this is after Matthew chapter 11. This is a little bit later. This is his last 24 hours. This is his last night with his disciples. Jesus had to prepare them for what was coming. And in John chapter 13 through 17 are these this this conversation, this night of conversation that he has with his disciples. It starts with dinner, and then Jesus starts to, in my opinion, if you've known somebody for quite a while, and they start talking a little weird, right? And Jesus starts talking a little weird. He starts telling them that he's going to leave and go to a place where they can't go and to not be troubled or alarmed or worried or concerned that it has to be this way. And all of this stuff, he starts telling them that some of them in this room are going to betray him and turn away from him and all of that. And this is in these chapters is where the events with Judas take place and all of this. And so Jesus is telling his disciples all of these things, but he knows that that's going to put a lot on their mind for now and after he's crucified and buried and all of this stuff is going to come out and he's going to have a lot. But then he tells them, I am leaving you with a gift. And this is the one of the times he mentions this. I'm giving you this gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you, and the peace I give, sorry, is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. And like I said, this is the, one of the first times that he mentions peace to them in John 13 through 17. And he's telling them this. Because, like I said, he knows what's coming. They don't. But he knows that he needs them to have peace. Jesus gives us the peace that we need. He even tells his disciples later, like I mentioned, he tells his disciples later that he has overcome the world. That all of this stuff, he's overcome the world and that they can have peace with that. He tells them in John sixteen thirty three that I told you these things so that you may have peace. He's preparing them. Right, All of the stuff from that verse back, he's been telling them, John 13 to John 16, 33, he's been telling them things. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. I have overcome the world. 
And those words transcend time because it doesn't matter. This is the same world that the disciples lived in. This is the same world that Jesus has overcome. And we forget that sometimes. And I know I do. And we forget the peace that all of this stuff, that's great. But there's still one person that is king and ruler and over it all and overcome it all and everything like that. And that's Jesus. And we forget that sometimes. And I do. He told them that they would face all sorts of things and that they should expect troubles. I left that part out. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. But this is in this world, you will have trouble. And that we should be expected to have trouble. Jesus was preparing them. Hey, you're going to have trouble. Right now, it's kind of not with me, but you want, you're going to have trouble. But they can have peace knowing that it's already taken care of. I realize, and maybe as you're listening to this, that you realize too, right, that we've sometimes let excess noise creep in, right? We let the noise of all of the politics and all of the stuff in the world and everything like that, we let it creep in and we let the noise drown out the voice of God, drown out the voice of Jesus, we allow our world to become so noisy that we cannot hear the whisper of Almighty God. There's a part in 1 Kings uh, 19 where God is talking to Elisha. I mean, sorry, Elijah. Got to keep those straight. And he's talking to him, and he tells him, and it says these words. It's like he heard the sound of an earthquake and he heard the sound of thunder and he heard the sound of the, these other things in there and god wasn't in those but then he heard the sound like then he heard a gentle whisper right and it wasn't and that just says that whatever's listed in there i don't have it in front of me but whatever's listed in that passage with elijah in in first kings 19 it pretty much says God wasn't in the noise. God wasn't in all the racket. God wasn't in all of the, the stuff. God was in the whisper. And we miss that. And the reason why God whispers is he doesn't have to shout. He whispers because he's close. He's close to the brokenhearted. He saves those that are crushed in spirit. He's close to them. Psalm 34, 18 is he's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to the worn out. He's close to the tired. He's close to the spiritually drained. He's close. But if we let all of that stuff bombard us, we're not going to hear him whisper to us. God doesn't want to shout. Because if God shouts, it's scary. In the Bible, God's voice booms throughout some passages of Scripture and some stories of Scripture. And it says that people tremble with fear at the sound of Almighty God. And you know that's true. But maybe God doesn't want to talk to us like that anymore. Maybe He wants us to be close to Him like He's close to us and, and so He can whisper to us. God has everything under control, and like I said, we can forget that when we tune into the noise. So, God has everything under control. So, we should tune into the noise. We should we should tune into the 
whisper and not the noise. God is there for us. God has everything that we need and he's got everything under control and he gives us the peace for that. But we've got to tune in to his whisper. Thanks for listening and I hope that this helped you and blesses you. I hope it encouraged you. So share it with your your friends and your family and anybody that you can and hopefully that it will bless them as well. But thank you for listening.